Uno Emery's claret and blue army. Unai Emery is addicted to Aston Villa. Powerful stuff from Unai Emery on social media. Well, after the game. Um, and if any of you haven't seen it, it was class. Justin, weren't his little thing class, his little paragraph it, he wrote? It, it was. It, I woke, you know, woke up and saw it in the morning and... I don't know, it, it was quite emotional reading it, to be honest, because the picture, the setting, the way he's obviously framed himself looking at the ground. I think what he's trying to build, I know this is what we're going to talk about here, but it's it's the fact that it is, he's trying to bring the fans in mm-hmm. to his vision and he's involving us from the start with these little things he's doing and the way he talks in press conferences even the way after the Stevenage game, when you know we both was annoyed, weren't we? After that game, when we both were sort of saying we need an apology, you know, because you get it was such a rubbish performance, and he straight away apologised to the fans. He said, "You know, I'm sorry." So the way he's trying to integrate himself with us is so important for for the the growth of of us as a club overall. But yeah, that um, it, it you know it it was brilliant. Well, I'll, so read well it. I'll read it if anybody hasn't seen it. So this was what Unai Emery wrote. Villa Park at midnight after a tough battle. I was thinking that this, this is really a home, uh, not a stadium. After the loss in the FA Cup, our fans welcomed us with full confidence and unconditional support. It was one of the keys for the winning against a very good opponent. We are building a team and it's easier to do if we feel the positive energy that every single fan at Villa Park is giving us. Players are totally committed to the club. They are working hard. We are Aston Villa and we are stronger together, a family, hashtag, UTV, addiction. And I he obviously just, watches the pod, doesn't he? I just feel like that is just... Anyone that knows me, anybody that knows us on this channel, know that we live and breathe Villa. And for our manager to be this invested in the club, you know, not just for his own personal game, for himself to improve, for him to succeed at Villa, it's not, it's not even about that. It's about the fact that he wants to bring everything together, the fan base. You know, he wants the vibe at Villa Park to be massive, and I just feel like something's bubbling here and something is bubbling that it's really, really good. And when I read that, I, I literally like the hair stood up on my skin when I read it because I was just like, it's powerful. You know, he's after the game and he's at a bottle and he's reminiscing and it's just brilliant, Justin. And I think we couldn't have asked for a better start. I know we went out in the cup. We couldn't have asked for a better start and we couldn't have asked for a better manager and a manager that grasps the club already and he grasps what we're about and he knows that we're an important part and he probably he probably does feel that we've been sort of cast to one side a little bit and we and the, there is that little bit of a disconnect and, and everything. So I think the fact that he's brought us all together you know, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and it, it's only gonna this love with Emery and the so it's only gonna grow, isn't it? Yeah, I put a tweet out. Uh, I, 
I sort of clocked that and put a tweet out um, yesterday stating about that and I said it's great to finally have a manager who gets us and I had to actually delete that and re- repost it because it was a bit unfair on, on Dean Smith because he was a manager that got us didn't he he got the club he got the fan base he integrated us into what he was building and it worked didn't it that was so important with our growth that time which we needed that reconnection with the club as a fan base to the players, to the stadium, to what what we were trying to do, and it, it, it was brilliant. We went along on that journey, fantastic with Dean Smith, and that come to an end. And then we looked then obviously to to try and build on what we'd achieved and go to the next level. And I think this is where Stephen Gerrard failed because he didn't understand that connection between us and the club. He sort of almost disconnected us from it. And it, and that's where the problem started to come because there was there was a there was an us and them starting to grow, wasn't there? Um, so to, to 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 nip that in the bud, and the next manager we bring in be this manager Unai Emery, that immediately understands the importance the fans have within a football club, and the key words, the key two words for me in that whole statement were a family. Now, he, this has been a big thing for him though, over the last well week, really, the build-up to this game, the fallout from the Wolves' poor performance and, and the Stevenage poor performance. You know, a few questions were asked, not necessarily about him, but us as a club and the pl- people were getting a bit annoyed, me more so, you know, I'll hold my hands up, really annoyed with some of the players that, you know, they just wasn't performing and, and to go out against the lower league opposition was so dis- disappointing. No, I think that was though. I think for me as well, I was more annoyed that they were letting Emery down. Yeah. Not, o- not only letting the fans down, but they were letting Emery down. And that's where I had a bit of a problem as well. So I think that's what I'd like to add to your little point. No, I, I, I agree. And, and, but the way he, he's addressed that and the way he's, he's, He's come out in the press and he spoke to us, the fans. It's been brilliant. You know, I've been wholly behind, obviously behind him since he came in. But in the first couple of months, you get to, you're sort of really learning about a manager. You know, we knew Unai Emery from his CV. We knew Unai Emery from a distance. We've watched the video clips of him at Villarreal when they're walking back into the transfer and he's patting him on the back and he's got this really strong bond with his players. And everybody speaks so highly of him. But as a fan base, you only get to truly engage with that personality and that persona when he's your manager and you've had him for a while and we've had him now for a couple of months. So we're getting to understand him more now. And it's 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 amazing to see the way he works. And you know, he's not he's not he's not rewriting the rule book, is he? He's just he's just engaging with the fan base and he's and he's doing it on a level where we can connect with him immediately. And the words he's saying, you know, we are a family. You know, that's that's what supporting a football club is for me. It's the most important part of it is us as a fan base. We're a family. We're a family of fans that, that follow this club and, and love them unconditionally. So to have a manager that is bought into that and he, and he wants to bring us along with him because he sees the importance of, of getting the fans on his side and on the player's side. Because then when you do get the odd dodgy performance or the odd blip you know 
you don't just discard your family if something goes wrong with some of them, do you? You you get behind them and you support them and you back them, you know, and you try and get it right again. And this is what we've got to do as a club, you know, and, and those poor performances led into this week running up to this game. And 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 the wording he was using and 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 lead and it wasn't a perfect performance against Leeds by any stretch of imagination. You know it wasn't great. You know there was parts of it we were like, oh god, we were under the cosh here again. But we won the game, and then afterwards for him to to realise the importance of of against you know such an important tool for a club, social media to get to get it out there and get the words out there. But we've got a manager now that understands that and. And it was perfect timing for me, absolutely perfect timing. Everybody I've spoken to that's read it and saw it, they've loved it. They're absolutely, totally, you know, falling in love with him, really, I suppose. It's, it's the only thing you can say. And long may it continue, you know, because it is going to be a long journey. It's not going to happen overnight. I've come to that realisation over the last probably two weeks, really, I think, for me, that, um, you know, he hasn't got a magic wand. He, he's, not a, he's, no, he's not a magician. You know, things will go no, wrong. He is. <laughs> Well, he is, but you know what I mean. It's overall, it, it's going to be a you know a, a, a process to get it right, and I've I've never been more sure that we've got mm. a, the the right manager that, than than I ever have been yeah. in my lifetime following the Villa. Right. So let's have a little look at some of the stuff he has done. Um, so on the left, you've got before Emery came to Aston Villa, and on the right, you've got. Us currently. Um, so you, you look at six games now because this was before the game. Um, so, you know, we were points tally after five games. We were sitting sixth. We're now sitting higher because we won that game. Um, if you have a look at the goals we've scored, uh, we were sitting sixth. We'd scored 11 goals in however many games. And then under Emery, we've scored nine. I think we want, I want to have a look at this bit down here. Um Distance covered per game. We're now sitting seventh in the Premier League, where we were sitting 18th. So you can see with that stat that the side is working harder. Uh, shots faced per game, we were sitting 13th. Now we're sitting fourth, only having 9.4 shots per game. Um, so already on that right-hand side, it's now starting to look a lot better. And that's in that's in. That's in six games, so um, you can already see that there's key things that we're starting to see in an Unai Emery side. And I want to touch on, um, this was Esri Konsa, and I've spoke about uh, Konsa and Ming's partnership looking better. He won three out of three tackles, two out of two aerial duels, 44 passes completed, five clearances, three interceptions. And what I'm starting to see now is on that football pitch, we're starting to win our battles all over the pitch. You're looking at players like Bubakar Kamara winning all his battles, Ashley Young winning most of his. We're now on the end of positive numbers as opposed to l- losing our battles. And there's characteristics in the side that I'm, I'm really liking. So um, it's, it's, it's looking really, really good. And I did want to come in and I did want to come on and praise Emery because I think... I think he deserves it, if I'm being honest, because in the short space of time that he's been here, I'm starting to see things that I haven't seen as a Villa fan before. And I think that's brilliant. You know, we've beaten, look at the games we've had, you know, six games. We've beat Manchester United, who've 
beat Man City yesterday, who look brilliant. We've beat Brighton, who turned over Liverpool. Yeah. We've beat Spurs, who are sitting in fourth place. You know, we've we've we should have we should have beat we should have got something against Liverpool. You know, so in those games we've played really good sides. We played a Wolf side rejuvenated under Lopetegui. We did well to get a point from that. You know, Leeds a difficult, difficult team. And when he spoke about all the different challenges from each team, you know, when we go to Southampton at the weekend. That'll be a difficult game. That'll be difficult in itself because they're now going to be buoyant after beating Everton. So, you know, just because they're down the bottom, it's all different challenges. And and I'm more than, you know, I know that Emery's going to have a plan and we're going to be a match for any side in this league. And I think it's it's brilliant. So, um, you know, what what are your thoughts after Leeds then, Justin? Yeah, I think, um, you know, now we've got a couple of days to sort of digest it a bit more. We were obviously buzzing with the win, and it wasn't it wasn't a perfect performance by any stretch. You know, we got the early goal, and I really thought um, we would kick on and, and, and just control the game. And, and to be fair to Leeds, and I, you have to always speak as you see. You know, they were really good in that first half. They they just kept coming for us, didn't they? And coming and coming and coming. The only surprising thing was at half time when I checked the stats that we'd had more possession, which, you know, my eyes must have been... Just, it's funny sometimes when you sort of think something, but actually look at the stats. But I think that was because we were... The possession we had was all based sort of around our penalty box, wasn't it? And we, we you know, we didn't have a lot of possession in, our, in their final third. So our attacking output wasn't great. But I thought we stuck in the game. We, you know, we did what we had to do to, to not concede. I was getting really worried after sort of half an hour that, that at, at some point, you know, every Premier League team given enough possession will create something. And and then we got the brick wall at the back, you know, with with Martinez and and you know that that kept him out. And then we got the second, and I thought we improved much improved in the second yeah. half. And it was a good game. I think what the fans have got to do is probably do what. And we'll probably do it quicker than the players, to be honest. You just trust the manager that that if things aren't going right, that that we've got somebody that's looking at it with with real focused eyes and that can say, okay, this isn't going right. Let's let's get in at half time and let's sort this out. Let's work out another plan on how we can tweak it and change it and and, and be more positive in the second half. And I think we all sort of already appreciate that now. Whereas in, with other managers when we start poorly in a game or be one nil down at half time, we're already probably just fearing the worst. We're going to lose the game now. But I now have got full faith that we might not go on and win all the games. We might not, you know, always pull back from poor performances in the first half. But I would now say that more more often than not, if things aren't going well, we've got a manager that can change the game and can influence the game. If the players trust what he what he what he's trying to do and I think they are starting to really believe in in what he's doing and, and there's no more so way of trusting than, than looking at the results on the pitch and in his first six games it, it, you know results wise and points wise it's been really phenomenal to be honest because we have had a, a real tough run of fixtures against teams that are up there at the moment and, and you know Wolves a local derby Leeds notoriously a tough game for us that they seem to always raise their game Brighton away are flying like you said Man United we haven't beaten them for a long long time 
Spurs away, really tough place to go, full of world-class players. So you can't really underestimate and under sort of pin the the quality that we've actually seen already. And I think we'd all or also admit that it hasn't been perfect along the way. You know, the Wolves performance wasn't great overall. The, you know, the Leeds performance overall wasn't amazing. So we're picking results up while not playing at our best. And he has only added one player, which which will change as well. There's players on the bench that that won't really be here in the next 12, 18 months. And, and you can only see us improving the squad, obviously, over time. Um, but it's time that he needs now to really stamp it all over the squad, get three or four players in this window and next window. And I think the Villa we'll see in 12 months' time will be even a lot different on the pitch to the Villa we're seeing now because I think that's you know the sort of timescale you need to really evolve a club properly and to ingrain in every sort of aspect of everything that you do on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah, and um, Moreno came on and made his debut and it took about 15-ish minutes to get, to get into it, yeah. didn't he? I think, I mean, I said on the match reaction that if you want to, if you want to know the pace of the Premier League, you ain't going to get anything worse than Leeds, are you? Because they're no. with ball an hour, and you know I felt like he really grew into it. And when, you know that shot he had, I thought that was in. I did. Um, mm. You know he, he, he's rapid, isn't he? He's so fast. Yeah. Um, he looks. I think he, he is. Yeah, I think I feel felt a bit sorry for him when he was called upon so soon because I think had he. A, played from the start he would have known with plenty of time and he would have been able to sort of get himself ready for right I'm making my debut I'm starting the game I've got to be up so to come on really soon in the game he wouldn't have been expecting that so he really had to get up to speed and I do think he was a little bit dodgy for the first 15-20 minutes but I don't think that's a surprise really given we had to come on and sort of get going straight away but I thought once he sort of settled in, he, he looked really good. He, defensively, he was decent. He put he put a really good block in when I think that they went round Martinez yeah. and uh, he, he got back and, and cleared it off the line. And then going forward, you could see the out, the outlet that, that he is, that, that he, he's rapid. He's got a really good left foot. He looks to get forward. He looks to play these little one-twos down, down the flank as well. And he's got a decent ball into the box as well. And he looks to break through the middle as well. Because there was like that chance he had when he just driv, driv, you know, drove at their, their back line, played a little one-two. And if you do, you know, foot for a better effort, he could have scored in his debut. So you can see why, why you know, Emery's made him his first signing and whilst I do feel a bit for Luca Dean because he was obviously yeah, I think everybody was expecting Luca Dean to, to sort of step aside straight away but he showed faith in Luca Dean which is good to see as well and it's unlucky that he's got this injury but we've signed a ready-made replacement haven't we so he looks like he's going to you know get get the chance to establish himself almost straight away so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do over the next sort of well for the rest of the season really. Cool. Right, we'll wrap it up there then. I wanted to just come on and, and have a little chat with you about Emery and, and a little bit of a debrief-ish after uh, the Leeds game. So we'll be back for our match content for Southampton away next week. And then if we've got any transfer news, you know we'll be you know we'll be on it. We'll be on it. Hopefully there's a little bit of Gwen Doozy news dropping or flying around if we've made any progress with that one. So, you know, isn't it nice to enjoy your weekend knowing that you've won on a Friday night? It's, it's amazing. 
so thanks everyone for watching and uh, up the villa. Up the villa. Up the Emery.